reporting live from the nation's capital. We are the ears and eyes of the environment. It's DOEE. You are listening to the Department of Energy and Environment's official podcast, a gateway to learning sustainability issues that impact residents and businesses here in Washington, D.C. DOEE is an agency that implements and enforces district and federal regulations. With over 450 experts, we monitor and assess environmental risk throughout the city. We also develop policies, inspect local facilities, provide residents and businesses with funding, tons of helpful information and technical support. And all of this is done to ensure that Washington, D.C. remains resilient and sustainable. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Wilkerson, AKA Dr. Bugbay, and today I invited a few special guests to show precisely how DOEE can improve the quality of your life. So grab a snack and let's get into it. Reporting live from the nation's capital, we're the ears and eyes of the environment, it's DOEE. Today I'm joined by our director, Director Jackson. How are you doing, Director? I'm good. I speak for the agency when I say you have our full support and we're thrilled to stand behind you in your vision. Now the mission of the agency is to promote and restore the environment, conserve natural resources, mitigate pollution, increase access to clean and renewable energy, and educate the public on ways to secure a sustainable future. Now this is a lengthy mission, but what does the mission mean to you as director? Well, my, what the mission means to me is mm-hmm. pretty clean cut and simple. Mm-hmm. You know, agency's been around for a good, a good amount of time, right. a lot of years. We know what we need to do and we're just going to implement all the programs that we have in front of us and provide for the residents of the D.C. Okay. I mean, that's pretty much what the mission means. I mean, that's why we stated in the performance plan for 24 and every year thereafter. And yes, it's broad, but it boils down to just serving the residents of D.C. and making a safer, cleaner city like all the other agencies are responsible for. That's what the mayor's tasked us to do, and we'll continue to do it. And as far as execution, what are your top three priorities that you have as, as, as far as being the director? What are some of the things that you want to see come into fruition? So for me, I'm all about continuous improvement, efficiencies, being more effective. So um, moving forward as we, as we move forward and, and, and seeing the landscape from a um, budgetary perspective, mm-hmm. where the city's at right now at this point in time, you know, it's, it's very uh, appropriate for us to shift and focus more on how we as an agency can become more effective, how right. we can do more with less. Right. And, and adopting that type of mentality mm-hmm. and then adapting our, how we work, how we do our, do our work is what, what my focus is. So I want everybody to start adjusting mm-hmm. that mindset as opposed to just staying on the outer edge. Let's look internally, how do we get better right. at what we already do? Okay. How do we become more effective at what we do? And that needs to be our focus as we move forward because we're in a different environment um, as of like two months ago. So with this new environment comes new thinking, comes adaptability, and all those other uh, key words that I like to talk about from other meetings that many in the agency have heard. Okay, and I heard you tap on effectiveness. And one of my favorite things about you is that you've maintained several positions within the agency before you became our interim director. So how long have you been with us? Yeah, so been here since uh, October 2008. That's when I I came to D.C. and took the job as a uh, grade 9 highest waste inspector here at DOE. And what was that like? That's just another job for me. I mean, I just got out the, well, I had had already... um, 
came back from my, my last tour, my my uh, retirement tour in the Navy mm-hmm. from reserves from uh, Kuwait. So when I came back, I said, well, it's time to do something new. So uh, just start looking at jobs, do my resume out there. About a year after I threw my resume out there, I was, I was uh, get a call, mm-hmm. asking me would I be willing to interview for a position in D.C. Mm-hmm. And it was such such a time gap, I hadn't even forgot I even applied. <laughs> wow. I went ahead and uh, said, yeah, no problem. So I drove down here and uh, did the interviews, went through the process. Mm-hmm. About six months after that, get a call, say, hey, you've been, you know, been selected. All right, cool, and we kind of worked out the details. So in October of 2008, mm-hmm. came on board, um, kind of seen the lay of the land. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you know, I was one of three highest waste inspectors, wow. and you know, just started working through the system. So, you know, it went from the grade nine, mm-hmm. then moved into a grade 12, then became a branch chief, all at the highest waste level and then from the branch chief position as has waste I went into the um, associate director position for the toxic substance division okay then spent a couple years there um, from the associate director position or yeah associate director position mm-hmm. then went to the deputy director position for ESA and stayed there for about three years I guess something like that okay and then Next move was into senior deputy position. So, uh, and then from that position, which I held for about, you know, still hold mm-hmm. and, and been in it for about three years, I moved into the um, interim director position um, as we transitioned from the last director that we had. So, so you know, kind of passed through most of the levels within the agency, um, which is why I tell everybody, you know, if there's always opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to always make more opportunities. But Absolutely. it is possible to advance in the agency. You just have to be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also have to be uh, opportunities made available to you. Right. So my advancement was was also owed or due to you know things aligning at certain times that allowed me to do it. You know, people um, mm-hmm. having uh, having faith in me to be able to do those positions. Mm-hmm. And so kind of moved through those positions like that. So so a lot of things lined up, and a few key people were very uh, supportive in those moves, and, you know, here we are today. Yeah, and you've been at the agency for over 10 years. Yeah. Right? So 10 years from now, what do you think the agency will look like? For the most part, pretty much look the same. I mean, a lot <laughs> of what we do is core work that, you know, since the creation of environmental departments throughout the country, mm-hmm. there's a base layer of of enforcement that has to occur in order for you to have a healthy environment you have to have these core features so a lot of what environmental services does is is core i mean they've been there you know air clean air clean soil clean water those are cores that Mm -hmm. have existed from the very beginning that was um you know what's that that's what epa was originally based upon so a lot of that core stuff is is going to stay the same it's Mm -hmm. not going to change right it's going to evolve as new chemicals are discovered or new hazards are found and those things will evolve right uh, there will be changes of course you know energy is going to is going to always change how that's where that's going to be at in 10 years we have to wait and see right I don't um, I'm over realist so <clears throat> I believe there's all forms of energy mm-hmm. uh, you, you have to tap into all forms of energy because you're not going to do it with just one or two you know we, we can think it but that's not reality that's not that's not the 
that's not the reality that we live in. Absolutely. Um, so, so there will be ch changes, advancements in our area. The city will have a whole new energy profile um, in 10 years. Mm -hmm. That's just inevitable because of the trajectory that we're on, what right. we're trying to achieve. Uh, the way buildings are operated or buildings function will be different. Mm -hmm. uh, again, for the same reasons of what we're implementing. So, so, so in that arena, there's going to be changes. You know, and the you know as we move closer or towards net zero, the way waste is handled, waste streams are handled in the city, the way people um, understand waste will, mm -hmm. will, will also evolve. Yeah. You know, so so those kind of things will, will be where you'll see the changes occurring at. But even with those changes, without that baseline, mm -hmm. you know, that's um, that's critical to the whole process. Yeah, and I, and I hear you speak about waste management, and previous directors have had the opportunity to leave their imprint on the agency and on, on the district itself, especially our previous uh, director with the five cent rule with, with mm -hmm. bags now. So is there something specific that you wanna put in play as your imprint or anything that you're thinking about that you yeah, wanna leave so, us with? So I'm not an imprint person. I'm a person about making making everybody better. Okay. That's what, that's if this, so if there's an imprint to be made, it's gonna be everybody here excelling at either what they do here or what they plan on doing in the future. So, right. so I'm about, uh, investing in my team awesome so and i'm not looking for any personal okay things i'm looking for investment in my team and that investment is going to allow them to excel here at the agency but as i tell everyone some of the younger ones if this is your final destination if you're not going to end your career at doe and you have a future beyond that then we need to prepare you for that future beyond that right. so the investment we're making here you're going to probably take somewhere else that's fine it's that you need just as long as you're achieving your max potential while you're here to benefit the residents, that's great. But you're also going to benefit yourself and hopefully take those skill sets other places. And that's important too. So, so it's about the team. It's about making sure everybody feels and believes and know that they have an opportunity to achieve what they want to achieve while they're here at the agency. Mm -hmm. um, not everybody's going to be here. If I hadn't changed position so much, I wouldn't. <laughs> right. So, so the only reason why I'm still here is because I had an opportunity to move into different positions that allow me to uh, practice uh, different ideas that I have okay. at those different levels. So, so I just want everybody else to excel at what they do and, and whatever I can do to support and make sure that happens, that's what we're going to do. Oh, that's awesome. It's good to hear that, especially being a member of the agency. So if, if we could <laughs> tap all the phones in the district and put you on speakerphone so that every resident could hear you, mm -hmm. what would be your message to the public? We're here to serve. That's what we do. We, we are here to serve the residents of D.C. All the things that we do, um, no matter what they are, the bottom line is we're here to serve the residents. Okay. That doesn't change. Everything that we do should always be geared towards serving, mm -hmm. not dictating, right. not telling, but serving the residents and ensuring that we can make their lives better. Uh, and that's different for different people, that's different for different groups, that's different for different wards. And so we have to be able to adapt so that we're always serving and providing what's needed for the residents of DC. Oh, that was great. Do you have anything else you want to share with us before you go? I know you're super busy and we appreciate you being here. <laughs> Is there anything else, doctor? Not doctor, director. <laughs> anything else? Um, no, I mean, we're good. Like I said, for me, um, you know, 
most people, because I've been there so long, most people know where I stand. They know, mm-hmm. they, they know me. And uh, and usually what I'm saying is, is straight, it's real. I don't try to fluff it no too much. And uh, and so if I can make you better, that's what I do. You know, When I do interviews uh, for my managers, uh, my new question that I ask all my new man all my managers now is, uh, what is what is your um, what is your leadership superpower? Oh goodness! So I'll ask you since you're one of my managers, <gasps> what is your leadership superpower? Um, my leadership superpower, I guess, is the ability to to like look in, find problems, troubleshoot, and and provide. Um, my staff with the re- with the resources they need in order to become stronger in whatever jobs they're doing. So just like you, like seeking out seeking out uh, issues that 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 staff have and and giving them the resources they need to Im- to improve upon those things. That's something that I applaud myself in doing. Good, yeah. very good. And 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 one thing I did learn from you is that like the power of like leadership training, reading. And so I'm going to ask you, what what book are you reading now? <laughs> <laughs> what book am I reading now? So usually I'm reading probably two or three books, mm-hmm. depending on which day I kind of got a rotation going. Um, so I'm kind of repeat reading right now. So uh, The Talent Wars, another mm-hmm. one that I'm rereading because I'm doing a little more hiring right now. So okay. that, that one's big on my list. Uh, one book that you, you know you recommended, That Best Little Ship, is an excellent book. <laughs> uh, so looking at that one. And then I just came across a book similar to Best Little Ship, mm-hmm. but it's about a submarine. <laughs> And so I'm like, oh, submarine version. I'll definitely get the submarine version since since that's uh, I can you know readily identify with that. So I'll I'll be ordering that book. So so constantly reading, uh, you know, doing the YouTube videos to learn more. Uh, you know, leadership is a is is a study. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a journey. It's not something that you can just do or you say I'm a leader. No, you you know you're, you should always be educating yourself. Right. Because there's always room for improvement. And there's always room to grow. And when you recognize that, that's when you start actually down the path of becoming a real leader. So I have a lot of managers. Ain't got many leaders. Oh, wow. there's a big difference. And and what, what is the key difference? It's just a big difference. You, and once you start on the path of leadership, you'll recognize what the difference is. Mm, okay. And so I always say leaders as opposed to managers. That's why you won't hear me say a lot about managers. Mm-hmm. You hear me constantly talk about leaders and leadership. Because that's a whole different thing than just managing. Managing, you know, you manage processes. Right. Okay. When you manage or when you lead, you're leading people. And so you have to learn how to lead people at whatever level they are. And you have to get that buy-in. And so leadership is not a, as, you know, based on questions that I've been asked, what, mm-hmm. I, always, what I say now is, you know, leadership isn't a race. It's not a ginger. It's not a thing. Leadership is something that you learn, study, develop, and utilize as a tool within your skill set. That's what leadership is. So it's, it's not bound by mm-hmm. a book. It's not bound by a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not bound by, um, like I said, it's not bound by a ginger. It's not a male or female thing. Okay. Find those leaders that have demonstrated that they're able to lead, mm-hmm. study those leaders, learn from those leaders, and then internalize it so that you can become the leader that you're meant to become. Because everybody leads different, but everybody has to start from the same thing, which is recognition that I want to do this, and so how do I do it? So that's why I say it's a study, it's a quest, it's something that you go on, it's a journey. It's not something you just pick a book and say, okay, I'm a leader now. Mm-hmm. 
Easy to get the title. Right. Hard to do the practice. Well, you've heard it straight from our leader, Director Jackson. Thank you very much. No problem. Reporting live from the nation's capital, we're the ears and eyes of the environment. It's DOEE. Okay, and right now we're joined by Daniel Connor, who's our chief of staff. How are you doing, Daniel? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Excited about this um, initial podcast that we've got going on yeah, here. Yeah, our the first agency. episode. Yeah. And speaking of the agency, why do you feel like this agency is necessary? What are we doing that's that's of the essence? Oh man, we do so many things here at the agency. One of those, well, let me step back. Our agency here, we are created to protect the natural resources right. of the District of Columbia um, to make sure that we're providing clean, affordable, reliable energy right. to district residents um, and doing our part to combat climate change um, and work with other jurisdictions, states, countries um, to make sure that we're um, doing everything that we can to work together to, to um, face the global climate crisis that we're in right now. Right, and, and what are some of the issues that we face as an agency and how do we overcome them? Yeah, so, you know, our agency is composed of about 500 people oh, wow. who work at the agency. Mm -hmm. And that ranges from, you know, protecting our natural resources mm -hmm. and the natural resources administration okay. um, to our energy administration. Okay. Um, and our environmental services agency as well. Some of the biggest uh, issues that we face here at the agency are making sure that we provide um, needed resources okay. to the community, mm -hmm. um, residents, um, commercial developers. Mm -hmm. You know, part of our role here is a, uh, a regulator. Okay. So we're an extension of the EPA, the federal agency that protects the environment. Um, and we have to work with the private sector mm -hmm. um, and residents to make sure that we're doing that. One of the things that we do is, you know, our Natural Resources Administration uh, issues permits. Okay. Uh, they work with DC, well, the Department of Buildings now, uh, wow. a newly created agency, yeah. um, to make sure that, you know, when we're building buildings, mm -hmm. that we're um, protecting the environment, sediment isn't going into the rivers. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, and that's a big part of what we're doing. Uh, the District of Columbia is surrounded by the Anacostia and mm -hmm. the Potomac River. Okay. We're surrounded by water. And these two rivers were some of the dirtiest in the U.S. Mm. And we put a lot of time and energy and okay. resources into cleaning up uh, the Anacostia and the Potomac River um, that surrounds the district. Um, and you know we want these to be swimmable and fishable mm. so that everybody in the district right. can recreate and see these as an amenity of the district rather than being a polluted waterway that right. surrounds us. So how do we prioritize which issues we focus on here at the agency? You know, we lean on our different administrations. Right. Um, they are the leaders, mm -hmm. the subject matter experts here mm -hmm. to, to make sure that um, we, the administration, uh, which is the director's office, um, you know, we're, we're setting the right priorities mm -hmm. and making sure that we're providing resources um, and making sure that we're protecting the environment as well. So, so when, when residents are interested in learning more about the agency or, or voicing their issues that they experience, what's the best way for residents to get in contact with us? 
Yeah, the best way for residents to get in contact with us is 311. Okay. That's the citywide call center. Okay. Um, you can just literally pick up the phone, dial 311, mm-hmm. and it goes through um, to a citywide call center, and you get an operator or a menu of things to choose from. But you can uh, get a hold of uh, who you need to. And mm-hmm. another way of reaching out to the agency is ask the director. Oh, wow. Um, you know, you can go to our website. Yeah. Um, and, you know, inquiries that come into the agency are mm-hmm. fielded here and then uh, pushed out to the right point of contact at the agency um, to make sure that all your questions are answered or you know if you have a permitting question mm-hmm. about something that you're trying to do around your house okay. um, if you're looking to you know make your home more efficient mm-hmm. um, do weatherization on your home wow. if you're looking to get solar panels. We, we try to be a hub for all of this. Um, we may not be doing all of the work, mm-hmm. but we can get you in contact with, with the folks that actually are. So, you know, we want to make sure that our agency is seen as a hub and a resource okay. here um, to provide services to residents and, you know, the, the, um, the private sector yeah. and the district. So it seems like you're very well versed on a lot of different administrations, initiatives, and projects that we have going on at the agency. Mm-hmm. So what, if you could speak to all of the residents of the district, what's one message you'd like to share with them? Um, let's see, that's a good question. If I could say one thing to um, the residents uh, about the work that we do mm-hmm. is that, you know, we, the science shows that the earth is heating up. Right. We know this. Mm-hmm. Um, crops are not being, you're not able to grow certain crops mm-hmm. in certain regions mm-hmm. of the world. Right. We know that earth is heating up, mm-hmm. and I think it is everyone's um, individual duty mm-hmm. to, to be educated about this and to understand how we can all contribute to climate change and how we can slow down the the earth heating up um, and make sure that our grandkids are here and can live in the District of Columbia um, and our grandkids' grandkids um, can do that as well. So really, you know, trying to understand what climate change means and how we can all actively participate. We can all do this. Um, you know, that means from, you know, making sure that you have um, efficient appliances mm-hmm. in your house. This means, you know, maybe keeping your heat on 62 mm-hmm. and wearing a hoodie <laughs> in your house, you know. I mean, that's something that we do in our house right. that you drastically see your bills reduced. And why is that important? Mm-hmm. Because we're using less energy. Exactly. We're using less energy. There is less carbon mm-hmm. going into, and greenhouse gas emissions right. going into um, the atmosphere. And that's something that we can all control, um, you know, individually here. Hey, Daniel, how long have you been with the agency? I have been with the agency just over eight years. Wow. Um, and, yeah. And how have you seen the agency change over time? Oh, man, such a drastic change. When I got to the agency, it was called the... District Department of Environment, DDOE. Mm-hmm. And when we got to the agency, we realized that energy mm-hmm. was half of our budget. Okay. You know, they're doing half of the work of the agency mm-hmm. here. And we thought it was very important for them to be 
acknowledged right. and the mission of our agency and in the name. So we went through a whole rebranding process mm-hmm. of converting DDOE to DOEE, okay. which is the Department of Energy and Environment. Okay. Um, and this is a way for us to communicate mm-hmm. to all residents that energy is important, energy mm-hmm. efficiency is important, and we all play a role in this in, in, in the district. And um, you know, when I started, the budget was about $120 million. Wow. And about 350 people okay. working at the agency. And this was in 2008. 2008. Okay. And we um, we have now our budget is well the 23 budget was approved for 225 million and mm-hmm. almost 500 employees. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's not to mention all the federal dollars mm-hmm. that we're bringing in through ARPA, BIL, IRA, all of these federally funded programs, you know, as we come out of the pandemic, that's in addition to this. So, you know, just in FY23, we brought in $93 million just in ARPA dollars, Mm -hmm. which isn't reflected in our budget number. So when you think about that, Mm -hmm. there's so much money moving through this agency and opportunity Mm -hmm. for us to accomplish our goals. And we're trying to do the best that we possibly can at the agency to, one, make sure that we're prepared to go after as many of these dollars Mm -hmm. as we can, two, to make sure that they're spent responsibly, and three, to make sure that they're spent, Mm -hmm. period, because we don't want to be in the papers for misspending or not spending. And that's really a unique opportunity for us to take advantage of that we may never see in our Mm -hmm. lifetime again this much money going to state and local jurisdictions to um, help us with our efforts to combat climate change. So, so what do you think has been the attributed to the largest the largest factor to growth? How have we been able to, to grow and, and, and secure all this funding and, and move forward and address these issues? What do you think the... I think the success of what we have done is we have been prepared, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, you have to think about this. You have support staff like HR, right. like finance, just my office as well. My office supports the entire agency, okay. and we try to make sure that we're <coughs> providing support to the different administrations mm-hmm. to make sure that they're as successful as possible. So when we saw that a lot of this money was coming out of the federal government, mm-hmm. what I did was we hired two dedicated staff members mm-hmm. to come on to my team okay. to work across our administrations mm-hmm. to prepare us and to organize the agency okay. to go and go after as many of these federal dollars mm-hmm. as possible. And we're seeing that really um, be successful. I mean, we're still sitting and waiting on guidance on what will come out of IRA, but mm-hmm. we we have uh, the organization here at the agency and we're trying to work with our administrations and other sister agencies um, to make sure that we're going after every opportunity we can okay. um, to, to spend the, to, to one, bring in dollars to the district mm-hmm. and, and make sure that they're spent responsibly to advance the goals that we have here at the agency. So, so what do you feel is the best way for residents and, and businesses and people interested to, to find access to these resources and funding? Where should they go? Well, that's nice that you brought that up because we are actually developing a website. I just got off a call um, before I came down here, and we're actively building out Mm -hmm. our website to show 
one, what are we? What have we brought into okay. the district? What are we going after? Mm-hmm. What dollars are we trying to bring into the district? Okay. And then what people can actually apply for and what would be a resource to resident, residents, businesses, commercial buildings, um, and all of that. So we want to make sure that there's transparency mm-hmm. here, right. um, that people understand the work that we're putting into this mm-hmm. and understand how they can actually participate in okay. this as well. Yeah, I think that was... So stay tuned. Oh, we, that was phenomenal. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be launching a site so that we, we have you know, the, this opportunity for the public to, mm-hmm. to understand more about what we're doing um, in real time, yeah. because all of this is moving so fast. Tell me about we it. are building the plane as we're flying it, right? I mean, we don't even know what the guidance is mm-hmm. from IRA, but we're sitting here trying to anticipate it, right. right? And starting to pull proposals together so when the time comes and the solicitations come out, that we're prepared and we've got pen to paper and we're putting in applications um, to, to put ourselves in the best position possible. Anything else you want to share with residents before you get out of here? No, I'd say, you know, residents, go to our website, learn more about the work that we do, um, try to um, engage yourself in, in opportunities around the river, mm-hmm. um, around climate change. We're all in this fight together, and it's going to take everyone um, to, to focus and educate themselves about what they can do um, to help us and other cities and jurisdictions around the world to combat climate change. Um, and hopefully we'll see you out in the community um, or on the river here soon. Yeah, we look forward to sharing more. Thank you, Daniel. Reporting live from the nation's capital, where the eyes and ears of the environment is DOEE, baby.